Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. This is Multifamily Mondays. Welcome and happy Monday. So today we have a treat. We have uh, Jason who is going to go over a deal that we actually, um, that came into our pipeline. So I'm actually going to let Jason take it from here. Here's Jason. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to talk about today is a few reasons we actually passed on this deal. And it was of interest. It's an area in Northern Alabama that we we like a lot. And we're, we're aggressively marketing towards that area, putting out and uh, creating our team, talking to brokers, talking to property managers that, that fit right in that BC realm and, and focus on those kind of assets. We had actually purchased a, another property in another state and the broker network gave us a referral down to Alabama and they actually brought us this property we'll say pre-launch. So this was going to be launched out to the market 30 days uh, from when we received it back in, I believe, June. And from that point, we had time to do our due diligence and see if we wanted to make a uh, pre-marketed offer on the property. All right. So it's, it's 104 units. They were asking right around uh, $4 million. And it's in Northern Alabama. It's a targeted as a B property. And raising rents with the promise of large uh, short-term upside was one of the property highlights. Positively, um, positively trending area in Alabama, and has strong occupancy. The thing that really stuck out from us from the beginning, if I if I remember correctly, was that this property it had just changed ownership a few years prior. So the the string of financials, it, we didn't have a full T twelve here. On the T12 is actually a trailing 12, which basically dictates how the property is operating month to month. And when we first have property sent to us, the two things we we ask of owners, brokers, whoever is the person presenting the property is that, is there a T12 to get uh, available and is there a rent roll? Because we want to see who's paying rent and uh, how their delinquencies look, what their occupancy looks like and what their rent rates are. Because they can say that you're going to have a property that's going to be getting rents of 800. But if you get a rent roll and every tenant is in there at 550, you know, you're going to have a lot of legwork to do to actually achieve those rents. So we are always going off actuals, actually what the property is, is taking in at that time. And that's how we're going to base on our offer. So let's delve a little bit into this property. It is garden style apartment has very large floor plans. And that was one thing that really attracted us, had some amenities, had had a pool, had physical property. Calling it a B minus asset, built in 1980, utility breakdown, which is always an important part is what we're looking for is that utilities are being paid electrics by the tenant, water and sewer is by the landlord, and then some of the amenities has a pool, a playground, uh, a clubhouse, and the corridors are exterior and covered. Not so much of a big deal. Also, in it, it goes more in line with with a lot of these areas is that roof replacements can be a very expensive thing for for large multifamilies. So we always look at what kind of roofs it is. If this was in the Northeast, we'd probably be a, a little more 
we wouldn't want flat roofs, but in this point, this is a pitched hard new shingle roof. So they had actually put the money into to replacing a lot of the CapEx, it looks like. So get back here and go through some of the property information, see how the breakdown, the breakdown actually splits up. So 100 plus units split across 10 buildings. This is just giving us aerial view. And now we're going to get into the financials. What stood out to us here again was that there was only six months available. So we don't have a track record really past the six months of how this property has been performing under these managements because you can do a lot of things as an owner where if you get into a property and you find that maybe the, the, the occupancy has jumped substantially, there could be a lot of instances where an owner knows that he's going to be looking to sell. So what they're going to do is they're going to push in any tenant they can get into the property and they may not be the tenants that you want to take on, meaning that they, they may fudge the tenant base. So you may have a 98% tenant occupied building take over the building to realize of that 98%, your effective occupancy is only 80% because you have a lot of poor tenants who are in the property who are not currently paying or not paying on time or a number of different aspects that can bring down the property. But this is what sellers will do to make the property look more appealing if they're going to push it off this quickly. Looking for just shy of 40,000 per unit, we had looked at a number of different comps in the area. We know that this is right on the high end for the same kind of same kind of property in this area. Is that twenty five thousand to forty thousand is how where those assets had been trading recently. So, what we did to really get more context on this is that besides being able to look at comps and pull data, is we asked for referrals from the broker for property managers, and we spoke to a couple of property managers in the area. And generally, I wanted to get a sense about where this property was situated street by street. Because if I have a B-class property and I'm surrounded by D-class properties, I'm probably going to have a very difficult time improving my property or taking my property to a new level because I'm going to be at the mercy of all those surrounding properties. However, if I have a B-minus property in a B area, well, then I have very strong drivers that can push us where I can improve this property. Maybe I can get rent premiums of $25. Maybe I can add amenities, um, some storage or some outside space or dog park or many different things that can make this a more attractive B property and increase the class. So you need to pay attention to what type of property you have. Most importantly, what area is this? And am I on the path of progress? Meaning is, are the highways being improved this direction? Is there building coming in this direction? Or is there other, um, other sources of, uh, of job sources that are in the area? What's driving this apartment? Who's going to be my renter or my tenant base in this? So this is some of the high level things we'll look at before we get into the property. The thing that I always like to look at before I even get into to rent and income and, and anything else is that I want to know what it costs me to operate the unit per unit on a yearly basis. So one of the first questions I said to the property manager is that if I have a property where the utility breakdown was on this point, it was not an all owners paid property, the tenants are paying a portion of the utilities, what could I conservatively expect to spend per month or per year per unit? And they came back that for this type of class property, that it would look around $3,500. I, I felt that was a little light. We, we generally go between thirty-eight dollars and $4,200 per property 
but that said that that's what he gave us. And so I still plugged in my number of 3,800 into this. What stood out is that if I was looking here at the expenses, their expenses, the property managers tell me 3,500. However, the property is telling me that they are operating currently at 3,000. So right there, I'm going to, it's going to be a red flag for me because I'm going to realize that I, I'm going to have to operate this property. It, it's just, maybe they are operating this. Maybe they're forgetting to add in a lot of things. Maybe they're forgetting to add in landscaping. Maybe they have a maintenance person that, that jumps from different complexes they own and they're not actually delegating all the expense to this unit. Maybe they're just forgetting a lot of things or they're just neglecting to put them in here. What happened here is it seems as if they are actually managing this as an owner operator. So they're leaving out that management cost. Well, that's just part of it. So right there, day one, I'm going to take it over. I'm going to use third-party management. So I'm going to have to add that cost in there. So they're giving us that we're, if we're using their gross income annualized based on their T6 reports, it's about 750000 And then they're taking their expenses, which is roughly about 320000 they're giving us a um, net operating income right about a quarter of a million dollars. However, if I go back and I insert my calculation of what the expenses should be per unit, so take this, make sure I get you uh, my right numbers right here. Yeah, and just in general, this is how we would take it. So if I go in there and plug in my per unit, how I would expect to operate expenses, because you can find a lot of ways to increase the increase the income here. But if you're going to operate the property properly and do it in the fashion that's going to make the property better, you are not going to be able to decrease expenses. You're going to be able to maybe curb expenses in some way, get better in your utilities approach, get better in your your wasted management. But to operate the property efficiently it's going to cost a number regardless. And that means you're doing it right. You're doing everything by the book and you're making this a better property for people to live by. So if I plug in my number here, my number being uh, you know, $3,800 per unit, it gives me a net operating income that's about $70,000 less than what they actually are showing right here on this pro forma. So even on that point, the number they were giving us uh, for an asking price, I was still in range, believe it or not, because I was calculating this. And for this, it still fits in the cap rate. Um, looking at cap rates in the area, they're saying that a B-class to, to C-class property would be looking between 7 and 9% cap rates. Very good. Very doable. That's what we like. We like to see that. So went back and delved into the property a little bit further. But the context, if you're getting $70,000 less in income at, let's say, a nine cap, your property would be currently valued about $780,000 less than what it would be if you were actually getting a quarter of a million dollars in income. The capitalization rate, it's just basically a way that you can value um, different assets and just have a, have a common value to be able to assess what your return will be if you were buying them in cash. So we're going to jump in a little bit more. As I said, they weren't putting their management fees in there. So the performer added that back in. Uh, there was an, some other landscaping that was being missed. The 
insurance was actually um, not put into the, the pro forma number here, but the, we figured the insurance would kind of be in range here. Taxes based on the sale price would, would go down a little bit. And now utilities, we felt that utilities, we just had that flat number go across here. So now when we look back in, we started looking into the unit mix. It was almost an even split between one bed, one bath and two bed, two bath. And this is where this actually killed the deal for us. So the market is right around 450 and 550 for these properties. We're currently getting uh, 540 and 660. However, our unit size is, is, is much larger than most of these, but what really came down to it is actually it had uh, gone back and what it was is that the current rents are, are 75 to hundred dollars above market. And would, that's okay if we had, had maybe apartments that were double the size, but what was pushing here was that our apartment complexes were, were not that much greater. So my upside was going to be very limited what I could do with this property because either they were fudging the numbers and I was going to get into this property and, and pull bank records, pull leases and find out that this wasn't correct. Or I was going to have a hard time maintaining because if I see any downside, my property would be the most hit because if you have a similarly managed property and in a similar area, anybody who could just walk down the street could pay $90,000 less in, or $90 less per month in a property. So that, that was one of the, the biggest things that really stood out to us. Also that the expenses were, were very low and the units with lower rents, are, they, they were experiencing vacancy issues. So not only was our property supposedly over six months having pretty good vacancy, but substantially, amazingly, we're paying much better. Our tenants are paying much more. And then there's properties down the street that, that have very good ratings. You could look online and see, see their Google ratings and that what, what tenants were saying. But they were paying less and they were having a hard time keeping them vacant. So there was some driver missing here. So on that point, we went back and looked at all of our comps and we found that this wasn't going to be the deal for us, especially due to the limited data source we have here. And we only had a, a tracking record of six months and because the asking price per unit was at the top. So if we went in there and proved these units, we're already pushing the top of what the per unit expectation was on price. And we also would not really have any income bumps and our expenses looked like they were even being shown low before. So for us to bring it up to this, our, our, the property wasn't going to make sense at that point. And that was actually how we took this deal all the way through from start to finish. And, uh, that makes sense. Do you have any questions? No, I think that makes complete sense. So kind of just to recap, so the reasons why this deal didn't work was because number one, there wasn't enough information. There was only a T6, uh, meaning there was only a trailing of six months of information instead of having a T12, which would give you much more information. Um, and there was no real room for growth on on rent rent wise, correct? The rents were were already substantially over market, yeah. and so we, there's we no had room a pool to grow. comp of about we had about ten different properties that were all the same uh, class of properties, all within a I believe we had we had a one three and five mile radius um, for where all the properties were, and the properties were in the same same year same years of being built. Um, very typical properties, typical amenities. There was nothing that should have made our property stand out that much. So there was something in those numbers that that weren't correct. And then these properties that were trading at that point were trading them substantially lower rate per unit. 
And this right here, this ask was just well above uh, where we felt we could pay for this property. And then with that and the limited upside and the, we would, we would have to factor out what was missing, but the, the expenses that were going to come in here that we were going to discover during the due diligence process, we thought that that was going to be another precursor to just destroy the deal. Okay. Well, all amazing information. Thank you so very much, Jason. And thank you to everybody who's been listening. Hopefully this helps you a little bit in your journey to multifamily uh, freedom. Um, again, this is the REI Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely, and this is Multifamily Mondays. Thank you so very much for, for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. Peely here from the REI Foundation podcast. Looking to rev up your wholesaling or house flipping business? Go now to houseflippinghq.com. Jason and I are part of a house flipping family, a community created by Justin Williams. Would we be where we are without him and without his community and his mentors? Probably not. Justin and his team basically handed us personalized shortcuts and exact strategies that have made us explode in today's market. So if you're looking to take the next step, go to houseflippinghq.com right now. Again, this is Peely from the REI Foundation podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we are so grateful for you. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.